Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, Tiffany Cano. Welcome to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. (laughs) It's so great because we were friends over a decade ago when we met at an Alison Armstrong relationship seminar. And here we are a decade later. And now we're both coaches. And I'm so excited to tell my audience a little bit about you. So many empathetic, sensitive, and spiritual souls hire Tiffany to help them discover their blind spots and heal their deep core wounds because most people are subconsciously guarded, overwhelmed, and and we just soak up other people's negativities without even realizing it. So Tiffany helps you to become clear and trust your intuition, to feel safe and empowered to take action and to be your true self. So the bottom line, what Tiffany does is she gets you aligned and congruent so you can feel loved, seen, heard, understood, and safe and like you belong. So those are amazing things, Tiffany. So let's talk about blind spots. So in (laughs) your world of healing, you're like a blind spot healer. What is a blind spot? Tell our audience. Blind spots are the subconscious thoughts, beliefs, wounds, stories, imprints that we have not yet healed that keep us out of alignment, out of congruency. They affect our health, our finances, our relationships, pretty much every area of life, including our sense of self, healthy self-esteem, healthy self-confidence. And oftentimes, when I look at people's blind spots, 
you know, they might come to me and saying, oh, I need more money. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) Now what's in the way of you not having more money? And then I go through and I look at their timeline and I can see, okay, when they were five years old, mommy or daddy said something along the lines of, money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have any money. Stop asking for money or, or some version of that, you know, that left a negative imprint about money. And so at that inner child level, they absorbed it. They soaked it up and subliminally for the rest of their life until they heal it, it has this low volume, like this white noise of, I don't have money. money's hard to make, you know, And, and that white noise whisper affects our ability to then attract it. Now, somebody else might come to me saying, I really want to find love. I, I'm lonely. I want my soulmate. Help me to open up to that. And so in that case, I might see their blind spots as all these defensive guards, walls, and shields, like these self-protection mechanisms where I'm looking at their aura and they've got all these spikes (laughs) because they've been wounded before. And so they're guarded and, and they're not willing to be vulnerable yet. So I go in, I heal the wound, I heal whatever pattern has them want to guard and protect and keep themselves like at this healthy, safe distance and open up to feeling safe, to having, giving, being, and receiving love. And, you know, that's an individual path for everyone, right? So what is an example of one of your own personal blind spots that you healed and How did you get to the other side of it? I've had many. (laughs) It's a real game changer for you. Um, Okay. So numbness. I have gone through periods of time where I've had great pain. Like there was this period where nine people died in a matter of about two years, including my baby, including my grandfather, including my, one of my great spiritual teachers, pardon? Had a miscarriage? Um, I don't want to go into details, but I lost a baby and I didn't know that. Yeah, that's okay. And then afterwards, for a few years of just back to back to back pain and grief and loss, I was numb. I was complacent. And I didn't realize it yet, you know, and, and I see when people have a wall up of numbness, like that's something I clear in other people, but numbness is hard to feel because it's numb. (laughs) So until we're willing to do that inner work or have someone like me saying, Hey, (laughs) you've got a little something going on over there. Can I help you out with that? we don't always pay attention. And so once I realized that I was numb and popped out from having back to back to back pain, I then did my own inner work the way I would help my clients and 
came back in my body, <laughs> healed the pain, released the grief, released the loss, released the, you know, the devastation and, and all the things that went with it, and then became more present. And as I dropped those walls, my finances doubled that year and my connection and intimacy and vulnerability increased and, and I was more magnetic to personal relationships, to business relationships, like things just started to really open up and expand, but I had to work through my own pain and my own defensive guards, walls and shields in order to be ready for that. I really like that because that kind of is in alignment with my teaching, how there's seven pillars of abundance and they're all connected. So once you get your love life in order, then your finances get better. Once your health gets better, your social life gets better <laughs> and everything is constantly affecting the other seven areas. So that would make sense that once you healed the numbness and all these things started to click into place. So that's, that's a really beautiful example. So how did you get started as a healer? What made you decide to want to share this gift with the world? Ever since I was a small kid, I could see energy. I could see auras around people, around animals, around nature. Um, I could see ghosts and that scared the crap out of me when I was young. Um, I hated driving by cemeteries because wow. they would try to talk to me. Um, like, and uh, I'm just trying to ride in the car with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I'd go like this or like even with visiting hospitals, you know, with like, I'm like, you know, doing one of these when I was growing up, but I, I could also heal. Like I could put my hand on an owie and it would feel better. And I didn't exactly know what I was doing, but I knew that I could. I thought that was normal. I thought everybody could, you know, when I was young. And then my dad saw me doing something that probably to him looked like massage on one of his clients. He's a horse trainer and it was at one of his you know, wealthy barn clients. And he goes, you should charge money for that. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you should charge a dollar for 10 minutes. So when I was eight, I started charging a dollar for 10 minutes. And that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial mindset. And I've definitely increased my rates over the years <laughs> by a lot. Okay. But I started young, valuing my skills, my talents, my gifts, and then growing and enhancing and refining them over the years. And I, I just knew I was going to have a life that was connected to healing. You know, I thought maybe it was blending Eastern and Western medicine. I studied sports medicine in college. I wanted to be a physical therapist and work with special needs kids and bring in the spiritual esoteric combined with it. But I you know, when I really sat with myself, my heart was just like, I want the, the, what the, the Eastern, the esoteric, the metaphysical, like that's what lights me up. And so I continued to, you know, enhance those trainings. And, and I've been teaching transformation workshops for 20 years and healing, you know, since I was eight. So it's been my life's work and passion. I love what I do and, you know, it's very fulfilling to, to contribute in this way. 
That's great. So how do you feel it's important to be congruent? What does congruency mean to you? Well, when we want to manifest something or create something, if let's just say, you know, if it were money, like I want to manifest a million dollars. Okay. If someone has that as one of their intentions, goals, dreams, and I'm looking at them clairvoyantly and I'm like, wow, I can see that they're only about 68% congruent with that intention. And even if they were 98 or 99% congruent with that intention, that one to 2% where they're off will make it challenging for them to manifest that goal. So what's Does an it example mean- of someone who is 98%, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs watching, someone's <laughs> 98% there to want to be a self-made millionaire, but that 2% is blocking it. What's an example of what that looks like? looks like them struggling, them swimming upstream, them being frustrated that the amount of hours, time, energy, and effort that they're putting in isn't getting the ROI that they're wanting. And so maybe they've only, you know, made it to the 300,000 mark and not the million dollar mark, or maybe it's a half a million, but they're just not there to that seven figures. They've gotten to the six, woohoo! you know, good for them, but they're not yet to seven. What would be that in the gap? What is an example of what would be preventing them a belief or a limiting perception or a blind spot? What would be something that could stop them from going from six to seven figures? They might not feel that they're worthy or they might feel afraid that being that wealthy will change them or they might be afraid of success or they might be um, not feeling like they have the skill set to do it or they might feel like people will want money from them if they be if they become more wealthy. And those are just a few off the top of my head yeah. <laughs> that get in the way. So it's really just that little tiny little thing. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a pebble in your shoe, right? It just starts off <laughs> with a little pebble, but then it becomes a blister and then the blister gets infected and then you need, mm-hmm. you know, antibiotics. So you have <laughs> to get that little pebble out of their shoe that's in the way of people reaching their goals and dreams. That's that's very, very valuable, Tiffany. Um, so I know that you teach people about having healthy space and boundaries. How do you set boundaries with people? What is What is your philosophy around space and boundaries? Well, I believe that there are multiple types of spaces. We have a spiritual space where we, you know, can hear the whispers from our soul, connect spiritually to God, the universe, the divine. We have a mental space, which is great for, you know, being able to think, communicate, um, get ideas and inspiration. We have an emotional space, which helps us to emotionally connect with other people and have that vulnerability and intimacy. We have a physical space, which is like our environment, but also the energy like directly around our body. Okay. And all of these spaces, when I look, I can see if someone has boundaries and and how good or crappy they might be so if if 
someone is sensitive or empathic, or maybe they don't even label themselves as that, but I noticed they sponge up the negativity of other people around them. I would, I would then, you know, come to the, the knowingness that their emotional boundary is not very good. So to strengthen an emotional boundary, we would do some healing of whatever beliefs and stories and imprints, you know, cause them to not have fantastic boundaries and then do some techniques to energetically strengthen those boundaries that need to be strengthened. And a boundary is not a wall. It's not a guard. It's not a That's shield. A good one. That's a tweet. A boundary is not a wall. I love that. Yeah, because one those walls, guards and shields, like they don't let stuff in or out like it's a wall. But a boundary, you can gracefully still let in love and blessings and money and prosperity and joy and have that boundary where you're also like, no, thank you to the things that you don't want. You know, I'm not available for the negativity of my family or I'm not available for somebody's poverty consciousness to affect me and my business. No. And have it with grace mm. so that you can be a yes to what you want and a no <laughs> to what you don't. And, the, and the guilt-free no's, <laughs> by the way. One of the challenges that my clients have when they're setting boundaries is oftentimes the people who are on the other side of the boundaries are not gracious. They're angry that someone has set a boundary with them. So how would you coach people on how to set a boundary and then detach from the person's response? Okay. So the first thing is that if that person who is trying to set a boundary isn't a hundred percent congruent with it, then it, shows up as inauthentic and there's holes and people can like punch through those holes and be upset. But when we are 100% aligned and congruent with the boundary energetically and like owning that, oftentimes I don't even ever have to voice the boundary. It just is so. It's like a matter of fact. Like for example, I'll give an example. Yeah. <laughs> My family uh, around the hall, you know, like getting together for gatherings. I one side of my family can be pretty damn negative, and and I didn't like being around them for the most part, and or at least some, you know, some of them. And I had to get really clear with my boundaries of about what I'm available for and what I'm not. So there were certain topics of conversation that I was just, you cannot go there with me. I'm not available for you to bring that up. And I'm not available for your victimhood. I'm not available for your judgment. I'm not available for your criticism. I'm not available for, you know, your drama. And when I became like totally aligned with not being willing to let that stuff in, and again, that's with a boundary, not a wall, yep. I could just be present with them 
And they just stopped asking me the questions and the topics that I was a no and didn't want to talk about. They just stopped asking. I didn't even have to say it verbally because I owned the boundary. But anytime that I don't fully own a boundary, that's when it opens up, you know, the space for people to like have their emotional reactions to it. But if you have that sense, strong sense of value, strong sense of self, people will honor that. It's interesting because I feel very passionately that I do not want to discuss politics with my mom every time it ends in a fight. And I know this is happening across the country and it has been for the last, you know, four years. She can't help it. We get our news from different sources. She just, and I keep saying, mom, every time we discuss politics, it ends in a fight. I do not want to go there with you. And then she'll be like, well, I know you don't want to discuss politics, but I just want to say this one thing. (laughs) She, she goes under my boundary. So how would you, how would you word it or what would you do with someone like that who doesn't? Okay. So I had something very similar with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we had very opposing views and he was very vocal and, you know, in my opinion, kind of like aggressive about his righteousness <laughs> in it. And I just kept getting more energetically aligned with myself. And I also t- did express to him verbally, I don't want to talk politics with you. Mm-hmm. And and then I just continued to get myself energetically aligned. And then um, I also on Facebook, because he would actually put these attacking comments on my Facebook posts if they were anything about politics politics and climate change and things that he didn't agree with. And so I blocked him. I I blocked him from seeing my Facebook posts and, and it wasn't from an anger place. It was just from a, no, no, I'm not going to have that in my space. And so, you know, there was no, no drama about it. There was no emotion behind my blocking his Facebook posts. Like that was an escalation of the boundary that I needed to do for my own safety. And then I found out a few months ago, he also blocked me <laughs> from, awesome. you know, and, and neither of us have talked about it, but we don't need to. Right. And then there was a time at, later where there was a group, a family event and he somebody started to bring up politics and I nipped it in the butt. I said, we're not talking about politics here. Mm-hmm. And then I redirected. And so that's how I reinforced the boundary in that moment when, you know, they wanted to get all squirrely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really valuable because boundaries really, protect your vibration and your energy, right? So if you are engaging with someone who is criticizing you or who doesn't believe you're telling the truth or an integrity, that's just going to lower your vibration. And part of being in your power is not to justify, defend, or explain yourself. Like your Mm -hmm. beliefs and your opinions are yours. They're not up for debate. So 
I think that is really, really important. Can I give another tip that I use in that yeah, family please. situation? Yeah, okay. Those are always, you know, a okay. topic with my clients and my listeners. So yeah, t- tell us more about boundaries. We'd love to hear it. So a couple of other spiritual things that I bring in. Okay. Cause I'm woo. I totally. Yeah, woo woo like, woo. As they say, in yeah. my Canadian friends, you're woo woo. I get it. <laughs> so I imagine like I'm the soul and I'm looking at my family and they're the soul, like our physical bodies drop and it's just my soul to their soul. And I'm namasteing them like the divinity within me salutes the divinity within you yes and acknowledging that we're all children of god and like because we're all children of god i can come from a space of unconditional love and acceptance and being that love and acceptance Mm. and there are times when you know i'll actually bless them with like peace and love on my drive over (laughs) but the but the beingness of unconditional love and acceptance makes it to where there's no space for the judgment, the criticism, the drama, the nitpicking, because that's just not allowed. What is, is love and acceptance. And love trumps fear every time. And it transmutes it, you know? So even if it's like energetically coming at you, you know, like the love will turn those arrows into like rose petals, you know? (laughs) If you've ever seen Siddhartha, right? (laughs) You know, so people can be shooting those, you know, arrows at us out of jealousy, out of fear, out of anger, you know, out of whatever, But if we're not available for that, it's not going to go in. And if we're truly embodying love, it'll transmute it before it even hits us. I call that the mental toughness game. So when you're going to a family (laughs) function, you know they're going to throw, you know, a criticism or an unkind word or a judgment your way. And then the, the game is to come back with love. So they say, oh, you look like you've gained weight. And you say, oh, my God, I love your dress. I'm so happy to be here. Whatever. Like, whatever they throw your way, you come back with love. And I call that the mental toughness game. Because if you can respond in a loving way to something that is critical, then to me, you are an emotional ninja badass. Like, you can you can do anything. <laughs> And it's kind of like Star Wars, right? Like, it's just a classic, you know, light versus dark, good versus evil, fear versus love. And we're on Team Love and on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance show. So we want to keep our responses as loving as possible. Because when we're not loving, it hurts us, right? It hurts us on a cellular level when we're not loving. So it's it's for our own self-protection. Indeed. So let's talk about money space. What does money space mean to you? So money space is one of those energetic spaces that we have within us and around us. And if there's holes, tears, leaks, cracks, guess what? Money just kind of going, it might come in, but it's going right out the door. (laughs) And if your money space has those subconscious walls up because you're afraid to be seen or afraid to be heard or afraid to receive, 
it blocks the money from coming in or as coming in as abundantly as it could. And if you've got those blocks of scarcity, self-sabotage, um, you know, any negative self-chatter in the area of money, it's going to look like negative blobs of <laughs> crap in your aura. And, and those also create blocks. So energy is not flowing. Prosperity and abundance is not flowing as well as it could. So I do a process of cleansing out the money space, cleansing out those subconscious subliminal beliefs and stories and wounds, cleansing out the cracks, the holes, the tears, and then strengthening and reinforcing that boundary as well as expanding it. So I want to tell you a money space story I had, which gave me like the idea of a money space. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes our income can fluctuate a bit and, and I've helped entrepreneurs make millions of dollars. Like, and I had this conversation with myself, like, why is my magic wand not working right now for myself? <laughs> and and I I just kind of went inside and I ha- and the message was your money space is too small. <laughs> and I was like money space, money space. What do you mean money space? I'm like you know looking up at the heavens. What do you mean money space? Right? Because that's the like the voice that came down to me. And then I had this image that kind of looks like an aura, right? and representing my money space and that it was too small. And so as I expanded it and also cleansed it and strengthened it and expanded and expanded it and expanded it and made it bigger, then I had space to receive a lot more money. Because when we get in a place of fear, it constricts us. So it constricts that money space. It constricts pretty much all of our spaces, right? And so we don't have access to the best version of us. Oftentimes we get foggy brain and cloudiness and tension in our body, like literally a vibration of tension, which you may or may not even be conscious of that like constricts at a physical psych, like physiological level, as well as psychologically, as well as energetically all at the same time. So it's a matter of awareness and then clearing out whatever caused that fear and constriction and reclaiming your space and expanding your sense of self and connecting above, connecting below, like being in the zone. So what is something that the listeners could do at home today to help clear out their money space? Hmm. How much time do we have? <laughs> we only have a couple more minutes. <laughs> okay. Up, so just how, about, quick- how about I do it in the form of like a, a group prayer and mini healing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay, do we'll it. make it experiential. Yes, we'll, we'll end with that. <laughs> okay. Thank you, God, Divine Mother, Divine Father, all the great, great ones, spiritual teachers, spiritual elders, angels, saints, helpers, and guides, angels of prosperity and abundance. Help us out. Thank you for cleansing and purifying 
everyone who's listening and watching this cleanse and purify their money space and all of their spaces release those negative unhealthy subconscious wounds beliefs stories imprints all the contamination and negative thoughts about money release and let them go help their money space to get brighter and shinier and healthier clear out all those holes tears cracks i'm, I'm trying to spray my hands with my hand sprayer hold on thank you for cleansing all that is in the way of them having a much stronger healthier money space Now, now, now. Hmm. Good. Now allow your heart and your crown chakras to get bigger and brighter. Like smile at your heart and your crown, okay? Because that, that's like a, an important step to open up for more spiritual energies and blessings. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Hmm. <laughs> and let yourself also get grounded simultaneously. So energetic roots from your feet down into your earth, down, 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 deeper, wider. Got to get grounded and rooted. Otherwise, you won't feel safe enough to expand. Okay, so get more grounded, more rooted. Good. Now allow the energetic space bubble around you, your money space in particular, to expand. So I'm facilitating this for you guys right now. Just allow it to happen. Hmm. Breathe into it. I'm hearing like energetic blessings come down. I'm hearing like some ka-ching sounds. <laughs> Just let blessings come in. <laughs> Opening up. There you go. A few more inhales and exhales. It's safe to get bigger safe to expand it's safe to open up to prosperity and abundance in bigger ways than you ever have before up until now good <laughs> good and thank you god for strengthening their energetic boundaries especially around their money space thicker stronger healthier energetic boundaries where they easily and effortlessly receive prosperity and abundance and are a no, <laughs> no thank you to scarcity, poverty, consciousness, fear, etc., from other people. No. And a big old yes to lots of money coming in. Big, big whales of clients coming in. <laughs> 
let this be the most prosperous month you've ever had. With thanks and in full faith, so be it. Amen. Amen. And so it is. That was beautiful. So if you're listening to this live, you got a beautiful money blessing. If you're listening to the replay or the podcast, you can listen to this money blessing as many times as you want. You can listen to it every day until you start manifesting and healing in this beautiful beautiful way so thank you so much tiffany for being you are welcome show and giving us this beautiful blessing so how can our listeners stay in touch with you well if you go to my website highly perceptive people academy.com right there on the home page you can get 20 prosperity blessings and healing in every single day 20 minute blessings for 20 days in a row with different topics all about money <laughs> so if you go to highly perceptive people academy.com you can get access to me access to those blessings and we will hook you up <laughs> that is beautiful so you could do 20 days in a row of different money healing blessings and i'm sure like i said since everything's connected in those seven areas you will experience healings in all areas, like your health and your romantic life and everything else. So yes, go to this website, get those 20 free blessings, and then where can people find you on social media? Highly Perceptive People Academy uh, and or Tiffany Cano. I've got personal and business pages on Facebook in both names and my Highly Perceptive People Academy Facebook group. Um, is another great way to get a hold of me. Perfect. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much again for being on the Balanced Beautiful Abundant Show. And listeners, we would be so appreciative if you could give us a five-star review or if you're listening on Facebook, go ahead and share this on someone's wall or tag them in the comments. And we really, really love our listeners and we really appreciate you sharing this beautiful message that Tiffany gave us through your word of mouth and through your friends and family and people that you dearly love and care about. So share the podcast, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tiffany Cano. And we will see you guys next time with another amazing guest on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. It's